0: In the culture we're living in in the modern economy that we're living in uh we we always uh, there, there are always people in fact all of us are looking for solution to relieve our stress it is a very stressful economy. We're in in fact, it's stressful even for little guys. You know, people in the in the younger age these days, you know, they're very stressed. You ask some of the teenagers or even preteens, they are stressed. Everybody is stressed. From young to old, everybody's stressed. They're about stress about something. And that's why the stress relief industry is massive. There's all kinds of ways to propose to you that you can relieve stress. And so they're like, you know, spa massage, you know, and, and go on vacation, and this, That yoga, whatever. Everybody is trying to figure out how to relieve stress for all of us, but we are all very stressful. There are people that are not even working, they're stressful. You know, stress is real; it's ever present, and so the industry is pretty big to try to solve the stress problem. And all of us know that stress contributes to a lot of health problem. You know, I was just down in um, I was just down in uh, um, uh, Oklahoma City and just spending some time with the pastor I mentioned to you last week. And you know, uh, they were talking about one of the biggest problem among preachers and ministers are uh, stress. And so this gentleman he stood up, you know, and he I think he's younger than me. I think he's you know. I'm, I look like I'm 25, but I'm actually fifth, over 50 now. And the, um, so, you know, um, so I'm not that young. But this guy was younger than me and he looks like my father. He looks old and he's stood up. And he said, I just have a confession. And you know, white hair and really, you know, he said, I just want to let you know that I had a heart attack last year. And the reason he had a heart attack is because it's not because he wasn't healthy. He said, I eat healthy. I have vegetables all the time. You know, I run and I work out. He said, the reason I had a heart attack, the doctor told me, was because of my vocation, i.e. being a pastor. And he said, I've been very stressed and, 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 and stressful. And so I got a heart attack. And so there's a lot of uh, stories about that. In fact, I was on my way down. When I was on my way down to Oklahoma City, uh, there was this pastor that I was uh, sharing the flight with. And he was telling me, he said, I don't know if you know I had a mini stroke or mini heart attack last year. I said, what? You know, you're not that old, you know. And uh, he's, he's talking about all the stress, you know. He's doing this, that, and the other thing. And he had to now live healthier. But stress is real, and it contributes to many health problems, from heart disease to diabetes, from cancer to miscarriage. You know, stress is so real, and it's, it's a problem in our society. And the recent study finds that 77% of the people surveyed experience physical symptoms caused by stress. Now, it's a very uh, holistic survey, so it, it basically represents um, the population. And so, in other words, you know, one out of almost eight people, uh, 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 sorry, uh, ten, eight out of ten people sitting here today have probably experienced some physical symptoms caused by stress. 73% of them regularly experience psychological symptoms caused by stress. Stress at work, stress in the family, at home, stress stress with their finances, stress with their schoolwork. You know, even my, uh, my, uh, my, my children, you know, they, they're getting older. So as they get older, work become harder, more stress. you know. Uh, everybody is experiencing stress. 48% experienced an increase in stress over the past five years. In other words, one of every two persons sitting here, the chances are that you have experienced stress in the past five years. An increase in stress, actually, in the past five years. people had confessed that they have extreme stress. That includes Christians. The Bible, the ones that we love to read, is a word and manual for rest. Do you know that your Bible is a manual for rest? Jesus' calling of humanity. Jesus' calling of you into his kingdom is a calling to rest. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 29, if you can show that, this is Jesus' calling to the world. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in spirit. The calling of Jesus to your life and my life is to be away from stress and come to rest. And Hebrews further confirm that. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. And we're going you know, we're gonna, to we're gonna dwell on, on the book of Hebrews chapter 4 for a while. And Hebrews says that those who have believed. How many of you have believed in Jesus? How many of you have believed? Raise your hand. Most of you have believed. See, Jesus, you know, the word of God says that those who have believed enter that rest you and I supposed to be in rested state all the time in the state of rest in perpetuity so why are so many believers are not in rest many believers today are stressed about every single thing what is the disconnect between the promise of God and what we experience you know, we always have to ask these questions. You know, what are the promises of God? And what are the realities that we're living in? We always have to ask that honest question. It's not like we are asking in doubt, but we are taking stock. When the Word of God says that we're supposed to be in rest, and yet we are living a stressful life, there is a t- disconnect. Either Jesus is lying or that we are missing something. Are you here this morning? Now, how many of you know that Jesus is not lying? Can I hear it? Amen? amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is not lying. He never lies. And so, what he says is true. What the Bible promises is true. And yet so many of us are stressed out. And there is a disconnect. we're going to discover over the next few weeks. Actually not every week, for the next few weeks because next week is Thanksgiving and so on and so forth. But you know, let, let's go as far as we can, okay? And so for the next week, we're going to discover what the Bible says about rest. Now, not only are believers are like the world who are stressful trying to survive like the world, they actually, I would submit to you, have more stress than regular people. And that's why not many people don't want to be a Christian because it's very stressful. Is Is that true? Well, think about it. You have the same problem like everybody else has. And then you come to church, you know, you meet with all those religious people. Not in this church, though. We are really unreligious. Amen. We don't judge. Can I hear it? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't judge in this church, right? But you know, you walk into a religious circle, you always feel like you're inadequate. So you have to live up to some kind of standard. You have to live up to some kind of expectation. And then you've been told that you're not good enough, you're not qualified. So you try to work hard, you know, you're convinced that you need to work hard so that you can qualify for the grace of God uh, and and the goodness and the blessing of God or qualify to serve God, qualify to be used by God. So you work hard, you work hard, try to keep up with a certain image that is stressful. And they're stressed out about how to live a perfect life, stressed out about their own struggle with sin, stressed out trying to live up to some expectation of God and other believers. So that's just cause connect. So believers are more stressful. And that's not intended by the Lord. Are you here? So if you come to church, now not this church, that's why you came. This church should be known as a place of rest. People ought to come in here and go, and we aim to do that. We aim to create a space where you are safe to relax. You know, I know many of us, when we got home, we usually feel more relaxed. We can, we can let our hair down, they say. I mean, we don't have a hair up, but you know, this is the old saying, you let the hair down, you know, and, and, and just Relax and wear pajamas that you don't want people to see you wearing in. You know? uh, for guys, you know, we always have those raggedy clothes, you know. like I, I love those raggedy clothes because they're really the most comfortable one. But, you know, God forbid that any one of you should visit me in my downtime because you're like, what, what is this bum doing in the house, you know. Because <laughs> it's the most relaxing wardrobe I have. You know, the other day my wife was looking at me wearing that wardrobe. She's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Go get some, yourself some new pajamas. I said, I don't like new pajamas I like those raggedy clothes because I feel so comfortable in it you know and so you kind of let your hair down but when you come to church it's all tense up you know you need to live up to a certain expectation but it's not the will of God for you to live that way it is the will of God that you rest when you come to this place you know be like oh I'm finally home I am committing myself, and I pray that God will cause you and be inspired to commit to us that we will make this place a place of absolute rest, amen. that when people come to this house, they will not be stressful, and their stress would fly away, because the presence of God is here, because nobody is judging them, everybody loves them. Yes, can I hear an amen? Let's be committed to do that for this house, for this season. So over the next few weeks, I will share a few pointers from the book on how to obtain that perfect rest. Everybody say perfect rest. You know what a perfect rest is? A perfect rest is a biblical kind of rest. And then let me explain to you what that means when I say biblical kind of rest. And give me a couple of seconds before I get to that. You know, I want the people who come to this church under the sound of my voice to experience greater joy, greater fulfillment, and greater peace. Even when the world around you seems to be falling apart and I pray that you will find the idea, the revelation of how to stay in that state of rest. I want to show you how you can be at that constant state of rest. So people might poke you, might make you angry. You know, there are people that just would say things that really would turn, you know, press a button. You know, have you, you met those guys? You know, there are people that just, you know, they know. You know, they say the people that love us the most, they actually are the ones that know the buttons. And so they always press that. It. And it's, it's like, oh, how do you stay in rest? I want to show you. Even when people love you, press your button, you just go, hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. (laughs) You know, when the devil wants to make you mad and you're not mad, the devil gets madder. Do you know that? You know, every time when the devil makes us mad, he wants us to have a reaction. He gets the joy out of the reaction, especially when we sin against God or when we just, he can bring condemnation over us. But he gets madder to the point of frustration if we don't react the way that he expects and you can only do that when you are able to learn how to live in the perfect state of rest he can poke you poke you poke you poke you and he will get all disappointed and say this nothing's gonna happen here i'm getting no joy so the devil will leave you alone praise the lord i want to show you that constant of rest of rest not just when you're on vacation in fact, vacation, as I said before, doesn't bring any rest. How many of you realize that vacation, many of you just come from vacation in the summer. After you came from vacation, you still need a, a, a vacation from your vacation. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, your vacation, you go here, go there, you know, go everywhere, and you're so tired. And then next thing, you got to go to school, you know. It's like, what's up with that, right? And so, you need a, another vacation just from the vacation. So, vacation actually doesn't give you rest. Don't kid yourself. And, um, uh, but, but, but I pray that God will give you that rest, not just when you're on vacation, not only when you're having a quiet retreat, but even in the busiest, watch this, in the most chaotic situation, you'll find yourself in a state of rest. And that is a promise that God had given to you and I. How many of you want that rest? Let me see your hand. Amen. Receive that in Jesus. Now, now, before I tell you how to get into that perfect state of rest, which is biblical rest, I want you to first understand the concept of rest in the eyes of God, which is completely different from what most of us had imagined. See, when Jesus said rest, a lot of people think he meant laying down in bed and doing Nothing. When people talk about rest, in fact when I first preached about rest, a lot of people in this church at the time thought I was telling them don't do anything. But the, the Bible actually speaks the complete opposite. You see, don't use your freedom to indulge in your flesh, but use your freedom to do what? To serve one another in love. So a lot of people thought oh, rest okay the pastors talk about rest you know coming to church rest we just we just rest in fact you know I I've, I've seen people literally need to rest in my service they're snoring in my service I remember quite a number of years ago, you know, when our church was smaller, we were in a smaller venue, so everybody can see everybody, I can see every single individual, you know. And, uh, and then this, this fellow, you know, he was, he's a nurse, so he worked at night, and he came in the morning, and he still came to church, I, I was so proud of him, you know. But, you know, uh, I was preaching away, you know, preaching up a storm, you know, shaka, you know, and then all of a sudden, in, in my pause, we heard, <laughs> you know, it's like, What? How could you sleep in my service, you know? Yeah. There are people that literally feel like it's so peaceful. And, and I do want people to feel super peaceful in this church. You know, you should be full of stress. You know, some churches you go to, you know, you're pressured to give. You're pressured to do this. Then I just pray that we don't do this. That's why I don't, I don't raise money. I don't like to raise money. I pray that to God that I'll never raise money in this house. How many of you like that? Amen. Can I hear an Amen actually a lot of people amen to that you like me to raise money <laughs> take out your wallet right now Shonda. <laughs> no i just pray that god will give you this perfect rest in this place now anyways rest is not doing nothing Rest may include lying down doing nothing for a season it is not the actual rest that the bible promises let me show you go to hebrews chapter 4 As I say, we're going to dwell on Hebrews a little bit. Watch this. Now, Hebrew, the book of Hebrews is about faith. Just remember that, right? Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest, everybody say "His his rest. Still stands. It's still available to you. In other words, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach the rest. Next verse. For good news came. To us, just as to them. Who are them? The Jewish people in Moses' day. Moses' days. But the message they heard did not benefit them. Why? Because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Jump to verse four. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. And God rested. Everybody say God rested. Come on, let's say God rested. God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Wow. Now go ahead and jump to verse 10. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works. As God did from his. So God rested, right? Come on, God rested, yes? And we are supposed to be resting, right? So why are you still working? Ah, there lies the secret. Let us therefore strive. Everybody says strive. strive. Means contend. That's why the book. The, the, that's where the book of the came. The title came from contend for rest strive to enter that rest you know we're not i'm not supposed to strive in anything we're not supposed to strive in anything not for money not for house not for cars not for titles not for recognition not for anything if you find yourself striving for that stop it in jesus name the only thing that you ought to strive for is the only thing you ought to strive for is so we ought to strive to enter that rest work hard Figure it out, how to enter that rest so that no one may, be, may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Now, so it is very clear that God had rested and we also should be rested. From our own works, from your business, from your religious strife, Rested. In verse 4 and 10, we read that God has rested from his own works, right? Now, see, listen to what Jesus say, though. So, Hebrew has declared that however thousand years, many thousand years ago, that after God created Adam, Eve on the seventh day, he rested. So, you think, okay, God had rested. He is not doing anything. But yet, Jesus said this 2,000 years ago. After the Bible declared God had rested thousands of years, Jesus said this John chapter 5, verse 17. Go ahead and turn to it. My Father, God, is working until now as I'm working. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Didn't the Bible declare that God rested all this time from the creation of Adam till Jesus? Why is he still working? Hmm. Is Jesus lying? Did he not know the word? It would seem that the, the Bible is contradicting itself. And if you were to talk to a Bible scholar, they say, Here, another example see, this Bible is not reliable, it's contradicting itself. Now, this is only true if, listen to this true biblical rest actually means doing nothing. You see, the human idea of rest is quite different from God's idea of rest. When we look at rest and we hear the word rest, there is a certain image that is coming to our mind that is quite different from what the Bible teaches about rest. And over the next few weeks, I want to show you the big difference between what the Bible says about rest and how we imagine rest would be. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 that we are looking at speaks about the experience of the Jewish people leaving Egypt and possessing the promised land, right? Now, if you study the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, he's actually talking about how the people of Israel leaving Egypt and going to the promised land, and that process is a journey to rest. Yes, he had wanted to fulfill his promises to Abraham. Yes, he had wanted them to enter into the place of great abundance, but mostly he had wanted to give the people of Israel rest rest from what rest from slavery of the egyptian taskmasters rest from being abused rest from being bullied rest from most importantly in his presence now it's eleven forty-five. 45 i have to shut it down worship team can you come up here i'm going to keep you hanging so you come back next week hallelujah it's not intentional it's just i don't have time because if I get to the next point, I would need another half an hour. And I know your stomach is growling and you want to go for lunch. So I'll let you go and have your lunch. But come back next week as we begin to examine what biblical rest is, which is quite different from how you understand rest. And I believe that God in this season, He is calling Every single one who calls upon his name to that place of rest, just imagine this: If you truly understand biblical rest, I guarantee you your life will be longer, richer. You can actually smell the roses. You don't have to worry. You know, unless you go into that state of rest, you will not appreciate the surrounding. I remember the first time I come into the place of rest. I finally realized and understand what rest is. I really literally noticed the grass on the fields that I pass I notice the blue sky I see the leaves falling and I go wow this is so beautiful things in your world become a lot more beautiful when you come into the state of rest. And God wants you to go into the place of rest. The enemy, on the other hand, wants to distract you, add pressure on you, bring confusion in your life, causing you to be in chaos. And while you may find yourself in a place of chaos that you can't control, but I want to show you that as you come into the rest of God, the devil might throw all kinds of stuff at you, but you'll find yourself in absolute, rest you can smell the roses you can smell the smell in the grass the devil is mad it would be mad at you because now he can't get you upset he can distract you from the enjoyment of the creation of god he, he he can't get you out of that place of rest he can't get you to worry anymore you know bible said being anxious for nothing but in everything with supplication and thanksgiving uh, give praise unto god you know that you can't do unless you're in the place of rest how, how do you not worry? How do you not worry if you're told that you're going to be fired? How do you not know worry if you don't have enough money in the bank to meet next month's obligation? How do you not worry when your kids are not coming home? How do you not worry? How do you ever not worry in the world that we're living in? It's impossible by the flesh. But I'm going to show you over the next few weeks. And if I don't have time to finish showing you, you can go buy the book, you know. But I want you to learn how to rest, and not only be that person who had discovered rest, but that you become the agents in this city of rest. I know many, many people are struggling with the idea of rest, especially pastors. If you know pastors, friends, you need to send them this book they're working really hard raising money raising money for mission raising money for this raising money it's just money 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 stress 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 you've been to some of the churches i'm not judging them they just they they just don't know how to get arrested i just heard this week that many of the churches who rent schools to serve to to meet in see you we are very blessed we don't have to worry about the threat of strike People like Debbie Angelo and Margaret, you know, good for them, right? They may not even have to work on Monday, right? Is, is it Saturday is the strike? Hey, you have school? Well, too bad for you. You know, I thought you were going. I thought you going to have some rest, you know, all those teachers, right? You know, uh, um, you know, but 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 many of the churches they have been told that if the if the QP goes on strike, they can't meet in in, in the school. And so I can imagine how stressful a pastor would be. It's really stressful. And this is a message for the church today. Because we don't want to see any, anyone want to, we don't want to see pastor being depressed. We don't want to see Christian being depressed. We don't want to see um, churches in stress. We want to see that the kingdom of God will come to them. Peace of God. The rest of God will come to them. And I pray that God will use you to be their agents, to proclaim and speak rest to the places that God had allowed you to be in or going to, in your sphere of influence. May you be that light of rest. People around you at workplace will go, how are you so relaxed? People that bother you, you know, try to get in your nerve, they'll be surprised. Why are you so relaxed? You should be all nerve, you know, angry. But you're in peace and rest because you've discovered rest. Bow your heads before the Lord this morning. You know, this rest is free for everyone. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to pay anything for it. It's free for those who call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus said, oh you who are heavy laden, come, I'm going to give you rest. Some of you, you may even have been going to church, but you haven't really come to Jesus and enjoy His rest. Meaning you give your life to Jesus. Commit your life to Him so that you can stay in rest. You haven't gone through the experience of being born again. To become a child of God. Today is the opportunity. I'm not recruiting people to come to this church or be part of this church. We don't have membership recruitment thing. Don't worry about it. It's just a personal walk with you. We just want to help you and pray with you before you go that you'll discover Jesus the author of rest.